Hello, everyone, and welcome to Minute 48 of Season 3 of Move Your Own Minute, the daily podcast where we yippee our way through the 1988 Bruce Willis action flick Die Hard, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again today is Kirk Kenny, award-winning writer, director, producer, composer, filmmaker, uh, probably other things, too. Uh, so welcome back to the show, Kurt. Thank you. Thank you. And did I miss anything in that? Is there other other things yeah, you do? No, you're, that's good. That was good. You're, 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 you're the editor yeah, also, good. right? There you go. Edit, yeah. Editor also. <laughs> there you go. I forgot. Yeah. I'll, I'll try to remember tomorrow to add editor. <laughs> yes. So uh, hope, hopefully you're 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 ready for 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 this minute too. I you think know, so. We, I think I think I think I'm about there. All right. Good. Just burst through that door, and we'll see we'll see what's on the other side. So minute minute forty eight begins with John bursting through a door. And ends with John uh, popping up through a hatch. Yeah, so he's mm-hmm. he's, uh, he's doing a nice job of uh, you know of of uh, what's what's the name of that, that that game you know where you you have the thing you gotta pound on the uh, the gopher. Or the, the, I'm trying to remember. You know what oh, I'm talking whack-a-mole? about? Whack a mole. There you go. <laughs> whack a mole. We're whack a mole, John. You know. <laughs> so. Uh, yesterday we ended the minute with John stand, shooting a magazine full of bullets into a door. Thankfully, he was able to somehow hit the lock and uh, you know break and be able to get through the door. And uh, this minute, he actually starts walking through the door and and he he bursts through to the other side and you know hits hits a chain link fence and then starts. Uh, I mean, it's a great shot because we see it from underneath. We see that, that he's yeah, like walking on a catwalk. He got the choice to shoot it from below through the catwalk. That's really cool. Yeah, really is. Because, uh, you know, we, we see uh, one of the things they do in this movie quite often, and we're going to see this, uh, I think, later this week and also next week, we'll see it a lot, that they, they, they try to show us how high up he really is on each of these, you know, when, when he's running around throughout this building, you know, when he's in the elevator shaft and when he's, you know, just running on this catwalk and stuff like that. This isn't just a, you know, a, a two foot fall if he if he makes a mistake. This is a yeah. pretty pretty far fall if he does it. You know, and uh, you know they they we we get like different angle shots of where he is, which which is also great because it lets us get an idea of understanding you know where he is in the building, you know what he's what he's doing around uh around things you know and then he uh runs down a corridor and he sees that there's this huge fan in front of him and uh becomes a little uh flustered by the situation because he's not really sure you know how he's going to get through that and what he's going to do you know then he looks back uh you know looking at his options you know do i go back where you know the, the these three guys are trying to get me or do i try to get through this fan who knows and then the shot changes and we see the, the the three bad guys outside and they're they're doing uh some sort of maneuver and you know we see like flashes and stuff like that which again none of them are shooting and john is not shooting at them so you know why are they all cowering to the ground afterwards and stuff like that <laughs> you know it makes it it makes it look as if john theoretically should have been shooting at them and that's why they're 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 running for cover and stuff like that, you know. Even if they would have maybe thrown a grenade in or something like that, you know, they wouldn't have reacted this way. So it's a very strange reaction if you, if you look at it. And all three of them, and 
you know, the funniest is, is Franco, the, the guy who I say always say looks like uh, Peter Brady. You know, he's just <laughs> like, uh, you know, he first of all, you, you see when his foot goes up that he's not wearing socks. Okay. And mm. Carl looks at him like sternly. Carl jumps down, you know, crouches. And, you know, then he motions to, to, to one guy one way and the other guy the other way. And we're not really sure where they're going and stuff like that, but uh, you know, we, we it it's nice to see the way that they they do this. You know that that Carl is still in charge. He's saying Fritz go this way, Franco go that way. Like he uses his hand signals to to try to 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 give him an idea, tell them where where he wants them to go. You know, and then uh, at this point, Franco uh, you know sits up a little bit. He also. You know, he he does a hand motion as if to say, "What? What are you telling me?" You know, he wasn't really sure as to what what he's being told. And then, you know, he he sits up with his back against the wall. And then w- the the shot changes, and we see Fritz running down the stairs. Now these stairs are going to we're going to see them quite often throughout this movie. You know, yeah. this, these are the stairs that 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 lead to the you know to the roof. We're, we're, we're going to see them, uh, you know, when John goes up the stairs. We're going to see when all the hostages go up and also go down. But the, the thing I love about this shot of watching Fritz run down these stairs is that you see on the side, you see all these barrels, and you also see the, the chains, which mm-hmm. are also going which to gonna be used later. Yeah. They're going to be used later. Exactly. You know, so, so I mean, the way they, they set up so many things in this movie is is done so well because – you know, I mean, it's it's a known fact that they had a lot of problems, you know, thinking of some of the aspects of the script of what they were going to do. You know, that's why, you know, when at the end of this movie, for anyone who hasn't seen it, I'm spoiling something. But, you know, when when they drive the little ambulance out of the truck, you know, so at the beginning of the movie, when they're standing in the truck, there is no ambulance. You know, that was something that they, they thought of that idea later on in the script, uh, in the filming process, I guess you can say. So yep. it's nice to see things, uh, you know, an hour before they're actually used. And this this shot establishes that, you know, you see the chains that, that John is going to use later to, you know, when he's fighting with with uh, with Carl. And you see the, the barrels also, which if I remember correctly, the barrels fall on them or they throw them at each other or something like that. I mean, th- these are, you know, uh, there, there's a whole idea of uh, Chekhov's gun and stuff like that. But here we have... Uh, Chekhov's uh, chain and barrels, I guess you can say, mm-hmm. you know, stuff that, mm-hmm. that's going to come back, and it's uh, it it's great. Now, is, are these things that that the director decides on also, or is this just uh, uh, yeah? Production? I think it's one thing when you're setting it up and you're trying to figure out like you know how how this is going to work, and you know that you have this scene later coming up. Okay, we're going to do it in the same space. Well, okay, then the chain should already be there. And let's make sure we kind of tag it, you know, as, as they say, you know, to, you know, so that you know, it's, you don't really maybe consciously are aware of it, but it's there in the space so that when you, yeah, you just want to design everything to work, <laughs> you know. Right, so exactly. Things. Because you don't want someone doing a minute by minute podcast and saying, oh, my God, I can't believe they missed this. You know, <laughs> where was that before? You know. When when I did the yeah, great escape, I, I found try, tons try of to, Try to make the, set 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 yourself up for success as much as possible, and like, okay, we know we're coming back to this area. We're going to use this for this. So the, the chains of the chains need to be there later, so they got to be there now too. You know, right? And why don't we use the same space for this so that way there's a unity of 
you know, time and place to the action and it all kind of <clears throat> comes back together. Right. Right. That, that definitely true. I, I don't remember, I haven't looked at the end of the movie in a while, but it's not even necessarily the exact same staircase, is it? Or, or did they go back up to the roof again for that thing with Carl at the end when he, yeah, yeah. Um, but it is okay. Cause I wasn't sure. It's if the exact same staircase. Well. Because he, because okay, when, so when John, that all the staircases in this place look like that or something, you know, so that's another thing you can do. Yeah, you, know, you could, that's true. Form of building. No, but also Fritz is coming from the roof right now. And the whole idea was, is that, that John, you know, is, is going up towards the roof, uh, when, when he has this fight with, with Carl. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, sure. So it, I'm assuming it's the same. It's possible that there are multiple doors to the roof. But that they look exactly the same, and they all have chains and barrels next to them. Mm-hmm. That, that's mm-hmm. possible, you know. And then, <laughs> <laughs> so you can just see that Fritz is pretty physical because he can run down these stairs stairs very fast. And then the shot changes. And first of all, this is this is a great shot, even though I don't believe it. You know, it's not. <laughs> it's you know, John is holding his gun, trying to keep the fan from moving. Okay. Mm-hmm. And as as he's doing so, he's maneuvering himself through the fan. Now, my first question is is how did he get that gun to stop the fan? You know, you have a fan that's, that's going that's a good question. I don't know. That's going at a certain but, speed. But, but the thing is but the thing is, because we cut into the scene after he's already done it and we see him holding it and doing it, we maybe it's it, everything's moving so fast we don't ask that question. Correct. No, for sure. It's it's but the the point is is that if if you were to try to stick something into a fan, okay, it would ver- reverberate off and, you know, first of all, make a lot of noise, but also you would feel a shock in your hands when you're trying to do it. He somehow is yeah. able to get a machine gun into there and hold off the blade from from moving. It's a great shot. It looks amazing. Uh, there's just mm-hmm. you know the realism aspect of it. <laughs> that's that's yep. what it comes down to. Um, Makes sense. You know, and uh, and he's perfectly able to get his feet through, just as you know um, Franco comes into the room or comes into the corridor and he pulls the gun away and the fan starts moving and all of the bullets miraculously only hit the fan as opposed to uh, hitting John. You know, mm-hmm. well, the fan is moving then, so yes, that's it's, true. Uh, it's not that miraculous because the fan always has something probably in the way. <laughs> yes, but if so. you're able to, if you're able to stop it with a machine gun, maybe you're able to stop it with bullets. Who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> in in this in this world of of Die Hard, I don't know. Yep. But I, I, one of the things I, I forgot to mention before is when when he's going through the fan, we actually can hear the sound effects of the motor trying to you know trying to work harder. Because of the fact that mm-hmm. the fan stopped, so yeah. that that also adds to the the whole thing, you know. Totally. And uh, then, you know, we we see Franco's, uh, you know, the bullets just reverberating off. He completely misses once again. You know, Franco was a good choice if you want. You know, we mentioned uh, I think yesterday that apparently Hans hired people that just don't know how to shoot, and Franco's another perfect <laughs> example here. You know, he's, he he misses everything. You know, as mm-hmm. as he's uh, moving through, and at this point, uh, you know, uh, Carl jumps in over Franco and starts shooting. Also, 
doesn't even look at where he's shooting. You know, you would think that that he's going to jump in and see that there's a fan moving and that the odds of getting through, getting a bullet through that fan is probably not very high. But he still tries. <laughs> yep. You know, once again, we, we get uh, sparks flying everywhere from, from the way that they're shooting stuff. Mm-hmm. Love it. And, yeah, and John... Uh, and the one thing I, I really appreciate about this movie and the way these action scenes are shot is a lot of them, uh, it, not all of them, but a, a lot of them you can see that um, they're, they, they're, they're shooting handheld and it has this kind of off-balance feeling that, uh, you know, that's, it's not as perfectly smooth as a dolly or whatever. And I, I really think that adds to it and helps and whatnot. It, it makes it feel of, more realistic. Yeah. It gives it that off the cuff feel that, uh, that just works really, really well. Cause I remember, I remember at the time, uh, that seemed kind of, it just even had a psychological effect on me. It seemed kind of groundbreaking because you, I mean, not that handheld, not that people certainly used handheld before, but you didn't see handheld used a lot with a cinemascope frame, <laughs> you know what I mean? This huge mm-hmm, wide, right. wide screen frame. And it just had this kind of, oh, wow, we're, you know, the, you know, we've taken away our groundings and we're just going into it. I don't know. There's, there's something, just a, a vibe about that that I've always thought just was really, really cool. Yeah. And uh, this movie was one of the first times I remember feeling that. Although interestingly, because Jaws is pretty wide frame, and a lot of Jaws was shot handheld on the boat just because it was it was the simplest way to do it. But they weren't going for that same feeling of making you realize that it was handheld. <laughs> um, whereas the, whereas in this one, I think they were a little bit more. So, but that that's more to make us feel as if we're right there. And Jaws, I don't know if they want you to feel that you're right there unless you're in the water. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, 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 I remember reading that um, when Michael Chapman, the camera operator on Jaws, uh, proposed like doing a lot of the stuff on the boat handheld, Spielberg was initially like, no, because he didn't want it to feel like, you know, I think back in that era when you heard handheld, it made it seem like it was going to look like a documentary or something like that. But that's not what he had in mind. He was just sort of using his body to even out the motion of the water, you know, cause he was a really good, really good operator and could do that. Right. Uh, whereas here, the idea is to put you more in, in racing after Bruce Willis down the hall kind of thing, you know? Right. That's true. Especially with, with all these sparks flying, you know, they're, they're, once again, we're, we're back with the sparks. There's tons of sparks, you know, there's, there's sparks yeah. uh, by the fan. And then when he's climbing down, he, he then reaches a ladder and starts climbing down this ladder into a uh, a vast, you know, you can't even see how far down it is, you know, when you when you when you look down. And once again, that as I mentioned earlier this week, the idea is to let us feel how high up he is. You know, uh, yep. I, I don't think people that are agoraphobic should be watching this movie or these scenes. <laughs> I guess you can say because it might make them feel yeah. as if they're really that far up with the way that they do it, but. You know, if if you watch as he's walking down, going down this ladder, there are tons of sparks flying also, but, you know, he's not under them. So it, mm-hmm. it, it's a little strange that, that uh, you know, the the way that is, again, it's it's to give us the feel. So that from that perspective, it works. But it, it's just yep. funny the the way that, that uh, somehow, maybe they're trying to show that there's so many ricochets that the ricochets are, are going all over the place and hitting the ladder also. I don't know. 
not not really sure. But uh, the one thing we're sure of is is that he is very high up. Yeah. You know, that that there's no uh, no question about. What can I tell you? And uh, he, so he he climbs down the ladder, and it, it turns out he doesn't have to actually go that far on the ladder. Just one flight down, and then he quickly jumps off the ladder, slams against the the the, the shutters on the side. Again, I don't know what these shutters do, you know, because it looks like there's a, there's a light there, you know, like some sort of spotlight or something like that. Not really sure. Not not enough. Uh, you know, I'm not enough into construction to tell you what exactly that's needed for in an elevator shaft, but uh, I, I guess it is needed for something. And at this point, you know, he's looking around trying to figure out what he's going to do. And Carl and Franco decide that, okay, they've they've done enough. There isn't much else they can do on the other side of the fan. So they, they turn around and, uh, you know, run out of the room in order to, to try to uh, figure out how they're going to catch him otherwise. Yeah, and then uh, we have another. The shutters shot. are a nice design. The shutters are a nice design element too, because if you look past him, you can see the shutters on the other side are a little bit open, and you have light coming through them, and it just makes the set less claustrophobic. So mm-hmm. I think that's one of those things that if you, you know, can find an excuse to build it, build it in, just to not just have it be a cement wall that he's against the whole time, it makes it a lot more just interesting to look at, <laughs> whether it's whether it's what would actually be there or not. Yeah, but where do you think that light's coming from? Because it's dark outside. Well, no, it's not, no you can see that there's uh, there's fluorescent lights behind them. Ah, it's fluorescent lights. Okay. Yeah. Got it. In fact, when he first comes out of the uh, from behind the fan, oh yeah, yeah, even just looking down the elevator shaft, you can see there's just like banks of fluorescent lights behind them. Why those are there, I don't know, but they look cool. Yandavant uh, <laughs> so. wanted them there in order to light up the shot. I don't know. <laughs> yep, pretty much. So ask the production designer for them, and there they are. <laughs> well, again, they they probably are saying to themselves, nobody's going to be watching this that closely. <laughs> we'll we'll put lights there so that 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 we can light up the shot. That that's all we need. We don't need anything else. You know, who's going to be crazy enough to look at this? Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> the way we're looking at it. Who knows? <laughs> I'm sure there's a reason for it, but they, but it looks cool too. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That that that's what you need. You you need it to look cool. That that that's the bottom line. Um, and and that's pretty much. And then John, uh, we we see like another hatch, and then we see John uh, open up the hatch, and we see his his head pop out, and uh, yep. that's the way this this minute ends. You know, he's uh, as as we mentioned, uh, this is the whackable minute because uh, you know he started off popping his head through one door, and here he's Popping his head through another hatch. So, yep. Yeah. Um, so, the, the script, there is uh, not much. That, well, the difference in the script is, is that this, uh, this whole minute doesn't take place in the script. You know, it basically just says um, that, you know, coming quickly out of the pump room, McLean picks his way over the same ground as a few minutes before and opens the door to the elevator shaft. The dimly lit shaft yawns before him. He starts down the ladder back to the catwalk, moves along it, and stops. And that's it. It doesn't mention anything about the fan. It doesn't mention anything. You know, that's stuff that they, they must have come, out, come, come up with along the way to, to add a little bit meat to, to, the, to the story. You know, because it's, it's not mentioned yeah, that, here that at all. Kind of to, 
hard to write and hard to know until you're designing it. You know what I mean? It's uh, sometimes you just have to kind of get into it and start mapping it out, and it's and you just expand, you know, just expand upon what was on the page, but just uh, work it out right. <laughs> storyboard wise with the location or with the location you're building in this instance, probably. Right. But. That's true. Right. Um, all right. And so every Wednesday we have a segment called the Hans Hunt Day where uh, my guests will give their top five Alan Rickman performances. So what, what have you got for us, Kurt? Well, uh, I mean, it's die hard, die that. hard, die hard, die hard. <laughs> well, Die, Die Hard is is the first time I ever saw him uh, in a film, and so that's it was the first uh, film that he was in. He wasn't. This was his film debut. Oh, really? Well, then that's why. But uh, he was but, he yeah, was no, he was on the uh, stage beforehand. He was a stage actor. So this is the iconic one that I I think of. Um, I also do love him very much. I mean, you could cite the whole series. I'm going to cite the last film in the series because it's the one where we learn more about his character, which is the last Harry Potter film, uh, where he played Snape. Um, cause I just thought he was great in that both being, he always seems like he's supposed to be a bad guy, but then of course he's not, <laughs> you know, and then he, uh, yeah. does a very nice transition on that. Um, one that people don't think of him much for, I think, but that I really loved, um, is, uh, Sense and Sensibility. Um, it is, it's a very different side of him than you would see in those other two films. Cause you know, I grew up thinking of him as a guy who plays villains and then you see him in, sense and sensibility and you know he's this you know just very likable character yeah um and uh and then you know quite frankly i mean and also uh, once again a completely different kind of character though the character is you know uh, up to some things that are you know not on the level obviously but in love actually um i think that's a really really nice understated turn um granted he's you know, having an extramarital affair, as I recall, in that film. So it's, you know, he's not, um, well, we wouldn't call him a villain. He's certainly not uh, the guy that you love, maybe, but um, you can perhaps understand in uh, some way. And then, you know, always, of course, Galaxy Quest is great. And uh, that's just uh, such a, a fun, fun role for him. And he brings such uh, pathos to that, that character, too, which could otherwise have you know been a little more surface yeah completely it could have been a throwaway character that that, that he does a yeah. little more to it yeah yeah totally all right cool so you want to tell people once again how they can get in touch with you uh sure just go to my website which is k-u-r-t-k-u-e-n-n-e.com my name and uh there's a button for contact there so that's uh that's the way to go all right, excellent. And uh, you can find me very simply. Just do a quick search for a movie Rob minute. You can go to my website. You can go find me on Twitter, and you can find me on Facebook. So until tomorrow, yippee ki yay! Yippee ki yay! <laughs>